0: Well, it's wonderful to be back in Edgemead PM. Yeah, I was here a long time ago. A long time ago, but it was, uh, it was good. So if you don't know, I'm in the Weinberg congregation. And uh, if Jesus came back tonight, he'd visit Weinberg first. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> in the morning and you guys in the evening. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm going to speak on a topic of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit, and um, I can't, I can't make this happen. So um, I've got. I don't feel. I really don't feel any pressure. It's entirely up to you how you receive, because Jesus said he is going to send one just like himself, and he's not going to just be with you. He's going to be in you. So tonight I want to ask you to learn to receive. So you've got to learn to receive because he's present. I don't have too much of a problem when we sing Come Holy Spirit, but I do think well he probably says to Gabriel, Well I'm singing while I'm there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying some of the songs we sing we've got to rethink how we sing what we sing, why are we singing what we're singing. And uh, are we are we really ready for him to come? Because Basil read it. God God does things suddenly, and um, they can suddenly surprise you too. But they never for your detriment. Whatever God does is always for our good. Can I get an amen? Help me. It's always for your good. It's for my good. I might not understand it, but God calls us to trust him because it comes out of the word. Another amen, please. So we're speaking of supernatural things because we serve a supernatural God. Like Wilma Ray used to say, we're not living a life, a physical life, that every now and again we touch, get touched with a spiritual kind of thing. We're a spirit being, and we, we're living here naturally. And so this, when I, what I'm going to speak tonight actually holds amazing possibilities for us. Not because I'm speaking them, but because they're in the Word of God. And God does amazing things. God does miracles. Jesus is good at doing the impossible. We can't do it, but He can do it. I mean, I look at you, and Jesus said, you're the hope of all the world. And sometimes when you stand in front of a congregation, you think, Jesus, what were you thinking? (laughs) But He didn't leave us, He didn't leave us powerless. He gave us of Himself, His Spirit. And You've got to get it into your being tonight that the living God is in you. The creator of the universe lives in you. Well, it makes me quite excited. I, you know, I'll keep going. And and he does and he does amazing things. It's like the mom picked up her little fella from the Sunday school of the kids and they were in the car going home, and he said so she said to him, So, what did you learn today? they said mom we learn about this guy moses and she said oh what what about moses he said no mom he's an amazing guy he said he he led these people i mean like hundreds of thousands of them and they were being pursued by another army and they got to the sea and they couldn't get across and the other army was coming so moses called the engineers And they built a bridge over the sea. And then all the tanks and all the vehicles and everything went over the bridge. And when they got to the other side, the other army got onto the bridge. Then they sent the demolition experts and they blew up the bridge and the whole other army drowned. His mom said, are you sure? That's how your teacher told you. He said, mom. If I told you the story the way she told it to me, <laughs> you'd never believe it. And that's sometimes our problem. We don't actually believe it. God, God wants to do amazing things. And then we say, look at my age, my mind says, go. And my body says, who, me? <laughs> if have laughed so loudly. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't believe things. God wants to do incredible, amazing things. And God has given us gifts. The Ephesians 4 gifts, 4.12. You read the gifts. The apostle, the, 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 the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. There's Russell. He's one of those gifts. He's a gift to the church. But God gives us ordinary plebs. He gives us gifts too. And the gifts are not just important, they're essential. we charismatics for goodness sake. We believe in the power of the Spirit. Now you can do the hallelujah hustle, and you can jump. I can't jump too much anymore because I won't tell you why, but <laughs> part of me goes up when I come down and other parts go down when I go up. It's just all that, I don't do that anymore. And we can do all the charismatic stuff, but we might not be doing it under the anointing of the Spirit. And we think because we're doing it, we are operating in the realm of the Spirit. We've got to understand that the realm of the Spirit is the realm where, where, where God wants us to dwell. And there are gifts there. I must check the time. I'm terrible with time. I started at 10 past. There's the clock. In my previous church, I planted a church, and they said, look, we need a clock. <laughs> and the one old guy said, we don't need a clock, we need a calendar. <laughs> but we've got a clock, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be good, I'll be good. And it, and it says this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, with verse 1, it says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. But we won't go to the actual gift. I want you to, you've got to eagerly desire. So I looked up the Greek word for eagerly. It says eagerly. I'm sorry. (laughs) All the Greek scholars here. I know a little Greek. He's just joined our congregation now. Dimitri. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But eagerly desire. Now, here's the point. Do you? Do you? Do you eagerly desire spiritual gifts? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hone in a little bit on the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues. Because I believe that is like an entry gift for us to enter into the realm of the spiritual, of the supernatural. That like opens doors for us. I come from a church uh, uh, where we, we never spoke about gifts and the Spirit, and it was just taboo. I mean, as I usually say, they were so narrow-minded, they could look through a keel with both eyes. They, they, we never spoke of those things. And then I read in the Word, I kept reading, and I got hungry, and I eagerly desired this gift. And I would go to my pastor, and I'd say, what is this? And he'd say, go and pray some more. And I'd go and pray some more. And it just got worse. And I'd go back. Until I, some of you might remember, the old vinyl records. I bought a vinyl. One of the vinyls I bought. By David and Dale Garrett. And in the middle of the record, they sang in the spirit. And I remember thinking, what is that? So I put the thing in its cover and went to my pastor. Into his study, I said, "Listen, listen, listen to this, isn't it?" Went to his record player, little needle, put it on. Them. I said, "What's that?" And he said, "Well, um, you know, uh, well, um, yeah, we don't really." I said, "We must have this." I eagerly desired something that God wants to give the church, but because of fear of what it might do in the church, this tongues thing. We're not going there. We're not going there. So I'm going to go through a few scriptures and then we'll get to... And then we're going to pray for you. Can you say amen? amen. And it'll release the power of God on you. Shake you up a bit. Wake you up a bit. Some of you are hungry. That's good. But I'll preach you hungry. Amen. amen. So in Acts chapter 2, and they'll put it up on the board for me, Acts 2, 2-6. to six, We know the scripture so well. Suddenly... This is the day of Pentecost. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a mighty wind came from heaven. It wasn't a mighty wind. It was the sound of a mighty wind. You know, Peter wasn't sitting there and his hair blew back and Thomas said, I doubt we'll be able to get out of here. You know, it was was the sound. (laughs) You guys are so slow. The sound of a violent wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, very important, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Now that was a unique day in the life, in the history of the church. Since that day, there's never been one occasion where the whole church worldwide met together, all of them. That was the first time. And they spoke in tongues that everybody understood or people understood. And the Bible says there were all sorts of guys and they heard them speaking. And I want to... Link that to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 10 to 12. It says this: Undoubtedly there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I'm a foreigner to the speaker and he is a foreigner to me. So it is with you. Since you're eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. So many people say, yes, but those tongues were for the first outpouring of the Spirit, for the church to be empowered so that the church could, the people could go forth. And that's true, it was. But if they needed it then, we need it more now. So that was a, those were tongues which were unique. Let's go to, um, and then I want to just say this, it's, it's essentially the birth of the church, and it is on the Jews. It's in Jerusalem. It's the Jews. The Jews get touched by the Holy Spirit and they speak in tongues. It's in, I'm starting here because the gift of tongues is so important. We must never underplay it. Now, you must understand I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that if you don't speak in tongues, you're like an elephant without a trunk. I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, this is a key gift for the church in these days. A key gift key gift because it's it does you so good I want to it's like it's like a gateway I I, I want to give you scriptures so that you, you theologically get it Andrew spoke to us on on Friday and he said you know everything you speak you must have a scripture for it you mustn't just say it you must theologically ground the thing so Acts chapter 8 14 to 19 it says this When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, they had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. And he said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now the skeptics are, ha-ha, ha-ha, no tongues there. Now Simon saw amazing things, because Philip had been in the city. And if you read in, the, in the verse 5 and 7, just go there for me if you've got it. No, you haven't got it, verse 5 and 7. Let me find it in my um, Bible, Acts 8. It says this, verse 5 and 7. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs, they all paid close attention. What he said, with shrieks, evil spirits came out of many and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in the city. So Simon saw stuff. He'd seen that. But when they laid hands on them, he saw something else. We're not going to argue, but he saw something. He saw something. It wasn't that he hadn't seen miracles. At chapter 9, 17 to 20. No mention here of Paul speaking in tongues, although we could read it into the text. It says, the Anani- imagine being Ananias. Have you ever thought of being Ananias? God comes to him and says, Ananias, I want you to go to Straight Street. It's not there. Pray for a man called Saul. You mean the guy that kills people like me. That's your man. Me, go, <laughs> Lord, I... I pulled a hamstring. I I can't. (laughs) My horse is lame. (laughs) I can't. Imagine Ananias, what he's thinking. He knows this man. I want you to go there and lay hands on him. Me? Who's Ananias? He's mentioned there. You don't hear of him again. But he goes. He's obedient. And he goes to Straight Street. And it says in, cha- in chapter 9, verse 17, if you can put it up for me. Then Ananias went to the house, entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Now it doesn't mention that Paul spoke in tongues. But I link that with the scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, 5. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. You prophesy as we go there. The next one, I think it's 18. Did you get it? I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. So, there's no reference we can read into the text. You know, like people like Adam and, 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 and uh, Russell, they, they can do that stuff. I can't do that. I've got to find it. He did speak in tongues. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 46. Peter was in trouble. When Peter was still speaking these words, Peter gets called by Cornelius. Cornelius is a Gentile. You don't go to Gentile homes, bro. You just don't do that. And Peter has a vision. Peter's pressing problem was he fell asleep a lot. In the garden, Peter was sleeping. Goes up on the roof, has a kip, has a vision. God shows him the vision. And it's all sorts of animals in a sheet. And Peter says, no, he can't. God says, you must eat. And he said, no, I can't eat. It's unclean. And God said, don't you call unclean what I call clean. And then he gets called to a Gentile house. While he was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message The circumcised believers, the Jews who had come with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them, read it, speaking in tongues and praising God. Now, Peter gets into serious trouble. The other disciples come. They say, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) Going to a Gentile house? What's wrong with you, bro? It's like this nation used to be. It's like this nation used to be. You don't do that. You don't do that. And then he has to explain himself. He's in trouble. So Acts chapter 11 verse 1 to 3. The apostles and brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. So when Peter went to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? What could Peter say? This is what he said to them in verse 15 to 18. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus, who was I to think that I could oppose God? When they heard this, listen to this. When they heard this, that the Spirit had been poured out, that they'd spoken in tongues, there were no further objections And they praised God, saying, so then God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. You see, they had a cultural problem. And it was resolved theologically. Do we have a cultural problem? We've had a serious cultural problem in this nation. Serious cultural problem. And God can resolve it theologically, and God can resolve it by people being baptized in the spirit and speaking in tongues, because it breaks off all the things that Basil was saying, we want to get rid of shackles, chains. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean we say it's past. We have to help people through that. We have to help, but that's the beginning. Now that wasn't it, and oh, everybody was happy. I mean, you can read in the book of Galatians. Paul, re- or Paul rebukes Peter, yeah, for, for eating with the Gentiles. And then when the Jewish guys came, Peter backed off. And Paul publicly opposed him, said, listen, you know, you, you're eating with the Gentiles, but when the Jews come, you can't. It's, it was still a problem. But they resolved the issue of who can come through the baptism of the Spirit, through the uppouring of the Spirit, and them all speaking in tongues because they said, it happened to us, it happened to them, it's a God thing. We accept it. If it's a God thing, we must accept it because God wants to change people's hearts. So the Gentiles receive the Spirit, they speak in tongues. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 6, I love this scripture. When Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior, arrived at Ephesus. They found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Were they saved? That's another question for another day. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Now, this doesn't, f- this doesn't follow f- like in a couple of days. You know, Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 9. It, it, it's months. It's years, actually. But they held on to what they knew was the key thing that unlocked people's hearts. The key thing that unlocked people's hearts, they held on to it. And they kept preaching that. And when Peter went to Cornelius' house, he preached it. And when Paul went down to Ephesus, he preached it. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. He was in Athens. If you read the book of Acts, Acts chapter 17, he was in Athens. And it says there, he reasoned with them. And they said, You know, we want to hear you again because in Athens, they were just, you know, these guys, they were philosophers. And Paul was speaking about the resurrection and, you know, we want to hear you again. And they, and he reasoned with them. And when he left Athens, he went to Corinth. But when he wrote to the Corinthians, he said in chapter 2, Brothers, when I came to you, I didn't come with wise and persuasive words. And I'm not saying this is theologically correct, but I'm believing it is for me. He said, I didn't come with it. I came with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom but on the power of god he learned something when he was in athens reasoning reasoning people can argue you out of a whatever i I don't want to argue with people when jehovah's witnesses come i say let me just pray for you man and then they run i don't argue i can't win the argument they too they too they're too good I tried once. I nearly lost my salvation. man. This lady. Oh, eventually I said, lady, look, you're deluded. I'm mad. It's better you leave. <laughs> um, because because be, I wanted you. So I said, let me pray for you. No, 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 you can't pray. So when they come, I knock on the door. I said, come in, guys, let's pray. No no, 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 I don't pray. Because that separates everything for us. The power of God. The power of God. We've got to remember. It's not just a little bless me club. I'll come and have a little. I'll do the hallelujah hustle, you know, glory, sweat a bit. Church was amazing. The worship, the band. Did you get touched by the spirit of God in your inner being? Did you experience something? That's what. That's what God wants. He wants to prepare us for something that's much bigger than ourselves. Can you say amen? Amen. Wonderful. Now, about spiritual gifts. I'm doing well, 20 minutes, 15 minutes to go. You still with me? You sure? You awake? Breathing? I had a heavy day. Went to church this morning. Went and had lunch with the elders. Had an elders meeting. Said, I've got to leave. I've got to go to Edgby to go preach. So if I fall asleep... When I'm preaching, just shout. I won't fall asleep. This stuff excites me. This motivates me. I know when I get home now, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'll be wide awake. Just, you know, i want to pray for anything that moves. <laughs> because I've seen God do things. I've seen God do it. But you've got to remember, you've got to learn to receive. I, I spoke at um, a camp in Wellington, Conrad. <laughs> Conrad's nuts, say sorry uh, if you rest in this Conrad, you're a lovely man but you yeah and i said this is this is who we are as christians i i put i'm like a drain pipe i put up my hand and i put this hand out there i'm like a, and i'm the elbow i'm just the elbow and i've got to keep the elbow clean because i'm nothing in the process god is everything God, every good and perfect gift comes from Him. So I reach out to Him on your behalf. Then I put my hand on you, and you get blessed. And I feel encouraged. So God is the giver. You the receiver. The person in the middle is nobody. And we've got to get that right. The gifts are not to make me look good. This is the problem. The anointing of God makes us look good. In 1994, 5, 6, Russell will remember. Some of you might remember. Every yawn is a silent scream, brother. God bless you. <laughs> Could have put your hand up. As really. I'm a boring. <laughs> God poured his spirit out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rude. One of my gifts is rudeness and I'm <laughs> I'm working on improving it, yeah. <laughs> we didn't do anything. Andrew talks about that camp. If you listen to his um, This Is That message in Jeffreys Bay, and I happen to be the guy. I don't think I even spoke on that camp. Because every time we got together to do things, God just came. I just stood and watched. I remember driving away, saying to my late wife, did I actually speak in a session? Because it was chaos. And God just changed lives, changed lives, changed lives. Now that can make me look good. You've got to get the man. Nah. You've got to get God. I'm, no, I'm nobody. I'm not the man. Jesus is the man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the elbow. And I've got to keep my heart clean. Because otherwise there's a blockage from what I want for you in my heart. And then I'm the problem. But the anointing, the anointing God. The Bible says in in, in, in the book of Isaiah that the anointing breaks the yoke. People, we, we get yoked with things. I was preaching in one of the congregations. And I was using an analogy of when I was a young guy. I was a, I'm a farm kid. And I remember the oxen being yoked. And the one guy in the congregation said, geez, Brew, how old are you? <laughs> you know, oxen? Are you, geez, Brew, we've got tractors now. Don't you don't need oxen. But I remember as a little guy. And they were yoked together. And the oxen, the left front, was the main guy. Everything revolved around him. And he had oxen. You drive them. They're all yoked. They did it together. We yoked with Jesus now. We used to be yoked with the devil. And the devil brought all sorts of ugly, foofy, poofy things into our lives. And the spirit comes with the anointing, and he breaks those things off and sets us free to begin to function in the realm of the spirit with the gifts of the spirit. I remember I came here last time. I had a word of knowledge. I was so scared to bring it. It was a miserable night. And um, there was like COVID, and so were there were a few Yeah, and there were a few upstairs. And I felt there was somebody who had a black jacket with buttons on it. And everywhere I looked, every, it was just zips. And I, I was just saying, God, you know, no, I can't. Argue. And I thought, no, I must, I must take a chance. Oh, God, I'm. Mm-hmm. And then nobody responded. Yeah. And you feel like a real Wally, you know. <laughs> Word of knowledge. She's the man for the hour. There's somebody here and nobody. And what I saw was two of the buttons were not the original buttons. And so I felt God Samus I must call it. That's how I called it. Nothing. And I'm so bummed because she came at the end of the meeting and nobody really saw. <laughs> I wanted people to see. Yeah, she comes. Oh, glory to God. Here we come. And I, you know, oh, there's the lady. There's the lady. She comes at the end of the meeting. She said, this is my coat. It's me. But everybody had gone. I'm nobody. And God wanted her to get a message. Oh, you're, yeah. Is it you? <laughs> there you are. You see, I'm telling the truth. I'm not preaching now. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Eagerly desire. Spiritual gifts. Eagerly desire. The gift of tongues. Personal tongues. Opens the door into that realm. I can see some of you looking, thinking, yeah, no, bro. I don't know. I'm conscious of time. I don't want to. Can I push on a little bit further? You still with me? You still awake? Yeah. Turn to the person next to you say, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I'm still with him. I'm still with him. Okay. So there are many gifts Paul says, especially the gift of prophecy. Now, let me just talk a little bit about prophecy. Prophecy in Corinthians is to, for the strengthening, edifying, and upbuilding of the body. Everything is for the body. It's never for you. It's never that you look good. Come up, prophesy. God's given me a word. Well, bully for you then. I mean, we have had—I've had some really interesting things. I've been in ministry a long time. The guy came one night. We had this big meeting, and standing, he taps me on the shoulder. And I, can I confess? I don't—I don't like leading meetings because I'm standing. Oh, the worship is amazing. Somebody, I think, go away. <laughs> Just go away. And then I'm leading the meeting. I'm leading the meeting. yeah, yeah. What? What have you got? And this guy says to me, he says, "I see an expansive beach." beach Hmm. and an upturned champagne glass on the beach with a spider in it what do you think the spiritual significance of that is i said probably nothing (laughs) okay he just broke my worship with now we must here's a question for you (laughs) to bring that here's a question for you does when a chicken lays an egg is the shell hard or soft when it lays it? Don't Google, Well, Google it if you like. Is the shell hard or soft when the chicken lays the egg? Remember, the egg's this size, eh? It's a little chicken. Think. It's soft. And then the chicken sits on it, and it incubates it. And then the shell goes hard. And then it gets off. Yeah, you see, you can learn. I mean, I can know many things. And then it goes back back, 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 And it tells everybody, I've laid an egg. And the shell is hard. And what happens with prophetic words is you get something, but you lay the egg too quickly. You lay the egg and don't let, you don't incubate You don't let the shell get hard. You don't think it through. Then you come to the front, and poor us like me, who love leading worship uh, meetings, and you pass it on, I think, ah, Lord. That's prophetic words. Those are words of knowledge. Anything that God gives you, just let it incubate a little bit. Think it through. Just don't rush. I've got a word. I've got a word. I've got a picture of Bing Crosby. You've got a word. I mean... Who cares? I used to say that often in my church until one guy came to me and said to me, have you really got a picture of Big Crosby? I said, I haven't. He said, you have been lying to us all these years. And the next week he came with a framed picture of Big Crosby. He said, now you don't have to lie anymore. <laughs> what I was trying to say is sometimes we say things, but we haven't thought it through. Prophetic words, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, anything. Oh, oh, oh. You've got to, you've got to let it incubate. Think it through. Think it through. Let God, let the Spirit of God speak into you. Just don't, don't get off the egg too quickly. Sit, and maybe it's just a word for you. Maybe it's just a word for you. Are they? Are gifts important? Very important. Are they essential? Absolutely. Put my glasses on. Ah. Oh. So there's the Corinthian church. We can go there. I won't give you the scriptures. Wild. Over the top. As Andrew likes to quote the scripture in, 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 in 1 Corinthians 11. Paul said, some of your meetings do more harm than good. You're know, a bunch of wallies. That's what you are. And they're speaking in tongues and prophecy. And just the gifts are flowing. But, you know, there's sexual abuse and sexual sin. And there's drama in the church. But the gifts are flowing. What does Paul say to them as a church? He doesn't say, guys, look, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop this gift thing. He teaches them how to use the gifts. Now, if the gifts were causing the problem, which in some instances they were there, you might think Paul would say, look, look, guys, skip the gifts for a while. It's really not, you know, you, it's, it's not helpful. So misuse of the gifts doesn't mean we disuse the gifts it means we proper use the gifts and we teach you how to use the gifts and the spirit of God he's present, he's here and he wants to give gifts what's a gift? something that somebody gives you for free years and years and years ago, I just got saved, many many years ago And uh, I had an old, battered old guitar from my Philistine days. I can play, you know, A, D, G, and a a minor. And you get away with murder with that. You do, you really do. I mean, you play any song, you know, I just play and, you know, four chords. Every now and again, try and do a press chord. But the guitar was really bad. And so this guy in the church came and said, Listen, I want to give you a guitar. That thing, you can't. You know, it had a hole in, it and we'd covered it with stickers. And because when you're a Philistine, you do silly things. So he gives me the guitar. Fifteen years later, he phones me. He says to me, um, you remember the guitar? Yeah, I said, I do. Yeah, he said, do you think I can uh, take it back? So I said, no. It was a gift. You gave it to me. Oh. Oh, gee. Well, actually, I need it now. Well, so do I, brother. It's a gift. Now, you see, I'm, I, I get put into a difficult position because now my heart says, oh, shame. No, no, it's a gift. God never gives gifts. And afterwards thinks, oh, oh grief, what did I do? <laughs> Basil, oh, what did I do? <laughs> Russell, what did I do? No. God wants to hone your character to 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 use the gift for his glory and for the church's encouragement. He wants to do that for you. Okay, to each one, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it says, To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's always to build. Always. Gee, that was quick. I didn't even give you that scripture. You're hot, bro. I'll give you a chocolate afterwards. No, I haven't got one. I'm not going to give you a chocolate afterwards. It's always for the good of the, of the body. And when a, when a word comes and you think, oh, you've got, to, you've got to grow up. You've got to start thinking, hang on, that didn't edify me. It didn't encourage me. It didn't build me up. In fact, it put fear into me. Well, does God motivate us by fear? No, who motivates you by fear? So the devil can do sorts of things like that. So we've got to check our hearts all the time. Look at the time. Lord Jesus. Okay. I'm not going to go any further. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit down and think. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'll let the eggshell harden now. I haven't, thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> now, I don't want to go too long. I, I don't want to abuse it. I, I do. I'm like an old Baptist. I say, lastly, and then I lost. You know? <laughs> Ten past, 35 minutes. That's what I wanted. <sighs> Eagerly desire. If you're hungry for gifts or for a gift, are you hungry? Have you thought about this? Be honest. No? Well, that's honest. I like that. God can change your heart because he wants to put stuff in you that will benefit you. Imagine if I'm at work and I've got a difficult um, colleague who's just male or female because we believe male or female. None of this other ABC stuff. The alphabet people. So complicated. And they, they are difficult. And you pray. You know what you pray? You say, God, can you give me a word of knowledge about that person? And then God gives you a word of knowledge. Say, you feel when they were 16 years old... They were involved in a motor accident. So you don't go to them and say, listen, when you were 16 and you were involved in an accident, you, 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 you learn to use, you go and say, listen, were you involved in an accident when you were younger? Yeah? Were you about 16? Yeah? How do you know that? God told me. What? It just opens their hearts. So the gifts are for that purpose. It's not to come and bless. What's your name, Brew? Who? Jesse. 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 Can I prophesy over you, Jesse? Jesse. Don't look so worried. God wants to say to you. No, I'm serious now. God says to you this: that um, you you mustn't fear anything that he wants to do in your life because you've 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 worried about things in your life is that true yeah. and you're a bit nervous because you're not sure where God wants to take you with this stuff so you kind of think well I'm going to camp here and I'll be safe and God wants to say to you Jesse that um, it's safe there but you're not going to be fulfilled there and he wants to draw you into a place where you can find a whole new understanding of him and he wants to teach you how much he loves you and how much he's for you. And he wants you to know as, as a, he's, he's the best father you could ever have. And as, as a father, he wants to give you good gifts. Not to make Jesse look good, but that he gets glorified and the people you share with. I just want to say this. I feel that God wants you to share things and you've felt, felt oh, not me, I can't do that because I'm shy. Is this true? Yeah. Okay, and God wants you to know He's, He's okay with shy, but He wants to just take you a bit further and help you to see what He can do for you. Yeah, is that true? So we can, okay, you see, that's what a prophetic word does. And He sits in this wow, me, Jesse. Now, not because I gave it to you, but you'll remember that because God speaks, that's what gifts are for. Now, everybody's gonna look away. <laughs> Don't look at me, don't look at me. Oh. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I can do that stuff a little bit. That, I'm not, that's not my gift. But I like it. Because if I'm honest, I desire, but often I'm not eagerly desiring. I'm a bit slop. I want, but I don't want to give time for God to input me. So we're going to pray. And if you, if you, sir... What, what's your name, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Ketchoff. Mitchell. I thought you were an artist. I was going to say I finally met you. Mitchell. Yeah. How long have you been a Christian, Mitchell? Very long. Very long. Okay, I feel God will say this to you, that sometimes when we've been Christians and we've walked with them for a long time, we get into a rhythm that we find ourselves just... We just the pace is okay and I can handle that and I feel God wants to say to you he wants to up the pace a bit not physically, spiritually and he wants you to he wants you to give again yourself he wants you to remember Mitchell that first meeting he wants you to remember how you felt and he wants to he wants to redo that for you in greater measure and he wants to touch your heart again and stir your heart again and give you a passion again, and along again. Does this make sense to you? Yes, no.. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a rebuke, it's an encouragement, because God says He's got lots more for you, and He wants you just to open your heart. and he'll, he'll give it to you. He'll pour it in, because you know the stuff. Nothing not a lot we can teach you. but uh, just up the pace. You know, spend time, read, just do it. You'll touch your heart. Amen. That's Mitchell and Jesse. I've still got two mates now. I like that. Okay, so I'm gonna stop now. We're gonna we're gonna pray. I could go on. I feel I'm suddenly feeling this now. <laughs> no, no, stop it, stop it, stop it, Jeffrey. stop it, so. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, there we go. Eh? <laughs> No, I want. I want to. I want to impart to you. I. I, I don't want to do this. You. You can do this, amen. Okay. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> 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 yeah? Rob. Rob. Yeah. Rob eh? Okay. Okay. Rob. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 I. I'm, no, I just want to know his name because he was so honest with me just now. I like that. You know, I'm not in there, bro. I'm not. Okay, that's fine. Okay, let me let me I'll tell you what we do. Let's just pray. Come on. Let's just pray. Close your eyes. We'll invite the Lord to come and do things. He's here. And his passion is that you you learn to receive. You open your heart. And the Lord shows me that there are people who've um, I, see, I see parcels, and I see um, lots of wrapping, lots of string and stuff, like closing the parcels. And I feel God wants to say that to many of you. He's given you gifts, and you've received them, but it's like you've wrapped them up because you thought, well, I must keep the gift. And so you've, um, you've wrapped it up with all sorts of uh, uh, things. Um, lack of understanding in a way just feeling I can't do this feeling it's probably for someone else I'm, I'm not worthy of this and so you've, 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 you've wrapped the gift as it were in those negatives and God wants to take those off tonight so Father I pray for those folk now to give them courage, Lord, to, to, to break out of that and to open the gift again and to receive again what you've given. And to, and to trust you, to, to have a new confidence in your ability through them. Not in their ability, but in your ability through them. Make them Lord make them want to be available again for your glory for, for to be used by you Lord to to move in that realm that Jesus you get glorified that you get glorified yeah and Lord we just want to ask you i want to ask you now please won't you won't you just won't you just give people gifts tonight Lord just if you've desired and longed for a gift You've got to check your heart. You know, the Bible says eagerly desire, but you've got to check your heart. Why do you want that gift? And if it's for you to look good, obviously repent. Say, Lord, I say often to God, I say, God, I I just want to see more. And then I confess, Lord, and I confess, Lord, I know inside here, the fleshy part of me wants to be the man And I I own that, Lord. I confess to you that that's in my heart. But please, won't you bypass that and help me to stay humble, to stay looking, to stay seeking, to stay where you want me to be. But please, Lord, pour out on me. If that's you, then ask him tonight. Whatever the gift, just check your heart. Father, I pray, pour gifts out tonight. Pour gifts on people, Lord. Gifts of prophecy. Gifts of healing. The gift of faith, Lord. Words of knowledge. Words of wisdom. The discerning of spirits. It's not a gift of discernment. It's discerning of spirits. We've all got discernment. You can tell when somebody's being a wally, that's discerning. Everybody's got that. But this is a gift of discerning of spirits. What's the spirit in them? And God can give you that. Lord, so I pray, pour out tonight. Pour out tonight on these beautiful people open their hearts and folks you've got to receive now eagerly desire but receive take hold take hold take hold thank you lord some of you some of you might desire leadership it's a gift some of you might desire the gift of administration it's a gift All of them important for the body of Christ. So Lord, pour gifts out. Just where you are. Perhaps just, you don't have to stand. Just put your hands in front of you. And speak to him. Just speak to him. Tell him, Lord, I'm here. Help me to receive. Because the Bible says that they received the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus breathed on them and he said, receive. Receive. Because he's present, he's here, he's here, he he wants to give. So I pray open hearts, Lord, just open hearts, pour out gifts. Especially, Lord, I pray tonight, the gift, the beautiful gift of speaking in another language. Jesus. Jesus. Just ask him. Just ask him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay. What I'm going to do is, if you have got to go, you've got to go. Not to the but, you know. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up. Um, but if you want to stay, I, I'll stay until midnight and pray with you. I, I'm pumped now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and if you, if, you want, if you want me to pray for you, and whatever it is, just say, Look, I've got this, I've got that. I'll pray for you. I can't promise I'll give you a word because I can make one up, but that's not going to bless you. It's, but if, you, if you're hungry, if you struggle with something, if you don't speak in tongues, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Because that is key. It's, it's not. If you've been baptized in the spirit and you don't speak in tongues, well, you're a failure. It's not that. But it is a sign, and it's one of these signs I try to show you from the scripture. It's a sign. And it's for your edification. The Bible says that you pray in the Spirit, and He edifies you. He builds you up. I want to be built up. I don't want to be a wally wandering around wondering, am I, aren't I, am I saved, am I not? No, I want to walk in the power of God and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Pray and pray and pray some more. Have you ever? (laughs) I used to have a fear of lifts. I'm not kidding you. I'm a farm boy. Get into this thing, man, and the door closes. I, I used to, I'm, I'm still a bit, and I'd get in, I'd walk eight flights of stairs. I would say, No, I cannot drive in. I'd get walk. And then I'd get to the top, <laughs> at my head, you're right. Yeah, no, but your heart, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Just glass of water. I wouldn't. And then I wish I thought, No, I'm going to pray in the spirit in that lift. Not loudly. Imagine getting into the lift, and it's full, <laughs> and the doors have closed. Oh, <laughs> Imagine what people would think. Where can they go to? <laughs> Have you ever got into a lift and it's full, and everybody's looking at the numbers, and then you stand and face them and you say, morning. No. Who is this <laughs> greeting you in a lift? I mean, it's unheard of. But I prayed in tongues. You know, under my breath, I just would pray. And God set me free from that thing. So tongues edifies me. It helps me break bondages. It, it brings me into a place of the, the realm of the spirit, man. That's what we are. We're spirit beings, man. We're just sojourning here. We're just here for a little while. Let's get this thing right. I mean, if you want that, I'll pray for you. So come, if you want to get prayed for the baptism of the spirit and speaking in tongues, come, I'm ready. There we go. I love that. You'll get it, sister. Seriously, you will. Hungry for God. Isani. Are they saying closer? Mami Lenguk. Isai, isai, isa. There we go. Anyone else? Any other gifts you want me to pray for? I'll pray. Come. Tell me if you've got anything, come pray. I'll pray. Two people in the whole church. I preach my heart out. <laughs> you Sit on your blessed assurance like a bump on a log and you don't move. What's wrong? There we go. Come. You're going to just sit there. There you are. Come. We've got to get used to this. Eh? You want more? Who wants more? We want more. Yeah, we We are. Come on. And please understand this it's not me. It's not me. You're wearing a zip tonight. Hallelujah. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Wonderful. And you, sir? Congratulations. (laughs) Bless you. Great news. Sorry, I'm really sweating. Okay, this is not me, you've got to stand expectant, you can't stand like, you know, try, see what can happen, see if you can, I can't do nothing, it's God that does it, you've got to put your hands in front of you, sign a surrender, here I am God, the rest of you, the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you and give you peace, but if you don't want to go, don't sit there, pray, reach out a hand and pray for these people, amen, thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. You guys in front, lock in. Look to heaven. That's where your help comes from. You lift your hands. They're like Holy Ghost jumper leads. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Just pray. Just begin to ask him. Just pray. Just pray. Just ask. Others can come and help me if they want to, the leaders. It's not me. Anybody that wants to come, just pray for these beautiful people. Thank you, Lord. Come, leaders, come and help me. going to pray for you, but you must wait. Isaiah 40:31 says, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will renew. That's the promise. So a bit of waiting didn't kill anybody. Just wait. Thank you, brother. God, forgive me. <laughs> okay, you wait and we'll pray for you.